Thank you for tuning in to the Repairs of the Breach podcast. We pray that this message reach, repair, and restore as our pastor, Calvin King, delivers a message from God. All right, now, let us get ready to step into what God is giving us for today. It is so important that not only you sit here and hear, but you receive. It is important that you receive. It is important that you receive it. It is not just something that you're hearing. It's something that you're implementing or you're getting an impartation into your life. Amen. Uh, the spiritual realm is real. God is real. Amen. These attacks that you're going through, they are real. They're designed to take you out, amen? But we're telling you and giving you an understanding of the supernatural so that you can be able to implement what God is teaching you or showing you so that you can have a fair fighting chance, amen? Because the devil, as we talked about, we've been talking about angels, and last week we got into this, uh, we talked about the angels, they're designed or they're created by God to serve and protect us and that you have to dispatch your angels to go to work on your behalf, and they will do it. They will obey you based on the Word of God. They cannot return to God and tell God they failed Him, for He said, I have given my angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. Amen? So they're designed to protect you. Amen? And though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou shalt feel no evil, for He has given His angels charge to keep you. Amen? So the angels are working. They're on their job, and sometimes you don't even notice them, and they're doing such a good job that you, you, you came to a, a red light, and, and something has stopped you, and you delayed, and you got there, somebody else had a wreck there, and you think, you know what? If I had a left on that time, God slowed you down. The angels slowed you down. Or something that you have avoided because you, they just stepped in. So sometimes we don't see the ministry of angels, and the Bible says they're so prevalent in our lives that we need to be aware of strangers. Sometimes angels are those strangers, and we minister, they minister to us, or we entertain them unaware. So when we got into that, and we moved on to talking about the three angels that existed, uh, the archangels mainly. Uh, there was Michael the archangel, who's a warrior, who fight. Amen? That's just in his nature. He, go, he will fight. Amen? And then there's Gabriel, who brings the word, who ministers to you, who brings the word of God to you. And then there's this other angel whose name was Lucifer who wanted to be like God. And he, ma- he kind of messed up because all the beauty and the glory that was in him, when he took the glory from the earth, was supposed to give it to God. He kept some of it for himself. And the Bible said when iniquity was found in him, that means God found in him the glory that was due God, he kept it for himself. Sometimes as people, we do the same thing. You know God did it, but you take credit for it. God bless you with that job, but you think you're... Education got it for you. Uh-huh. You've got to give God back his glory. Amen? It is too heavy for you. If the devil couldn't handle it, you surely can't handle it. Amen? So it caused him his fall, and therefore he was kicked out of heaven. Now, he was the one who was the worshiper. So you had the word, which is Gabriel. You had the warrior, which was Michael. And you had the, the, uh, the worshiper, which was Satan. But when God kicked them out of heaven, there was no more place found for him. Guess what? We were created to replace him. 
That's why it's so important that we understand that we were designed or created to worship God. So therefore, with us being created to worship God, the angels are wondering, what is this man that thou art so mindful of him? You have made him a little lower than Elohim. Not the angels, but Elohim. That word was mistranslated in the Greek. It simply means Elohim. God, you made him a little lower than yourself. Look at the vast universe. Look at all the stars. Look at all the galaxies. Look at all that you've done. What is this man that you would go visit him? You give up your son for him. What is this man that you're so mindful of him? So you are more than what you become. You're special in the eyesight of God. You are the worshiper who God uses to be able to subdue the earth and have dominion over it. And he tells us to occupy till he comes. That word occupy till he comes means there's an occupying authority. You hear this sometime over in Israel. Israel is the occupying authority. It's the authority that's on site until the real authority shows up. That's why the Palestinians call Israel the occupying authority, when it's actually Israel's right to be there. Amen? So God told you to occupy. In other words, you are the occupying authority in this earth. Your job is to keep things under control until he comes back. Well, why do we have to keep it under control? What could be wrong? Hmm. There's a lot to be wrong, especially when we realize who place we took. You took Lucifer's place. You took the devil's place. So like it or not, you have an enemy, an adversary, the serpent, the evil one, the prince of the rulers of the darkness of this world, the god liturgy of this world or this age. So you have to contend with him. That's why all this stuff is going on in your life. Because you got his spot. And he's trying to make you get up. He's trying to bully you. Get up out of my seat. Get up. Get up out of my seat. And you still sitting there. So he's hitting at you. He's throwing stuff at you. He's trying to get you in your head to make you think that you don't belong there. When God told you to occupy till I come. If you get up, it's your fault. If you give up your seat, it's your fault. And you can't give it up. That's why the Bible says, give him no place. So since he can't force you to give up, he's going to try to trick you, use strategy to get in your head and make you think there's something more important than occupying. So the devil knows he can't force us, so he has to manipulate us. That's why we've got to go back and find out what God is teaching us and what, we're, and what we need to learn about this warfare and use the things that God wants us to use in order to be able to do what God wants us to do. So therefore, since we have now moved into this realm, today I'm going to talk to you about the supernatural, the spiritual warfare. The fallen angel is who you're going to have to deal with. Now, don't get afraid and don't be afraid, okay? Because sometimes we talk about the devil, we get real scared, okay? You, 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 you got the power to cast him out. Amen? So there's nothing to fear. All right? Um, I saw a preview of a movie that's coming out which made a bad statement that I do not stand with or, nor agree with. But I know some of you all don't believe in subliminal messages. I believe that uh, God is actually saying things and the devil is saying things. This guy made a bold statement. He said, I would rather rule in hell than be a servant in heaven. Totally dumb, demonic. And you'll probably see the movie that, that's coming out. You'll probably, if you watch any of the TV, you'll probably see it. But he said, I would rather rule in hell than to serve in heaven. 
That's deception to the highest. There's no rulership in hell. Hell is a place of torment. And because the churches, we don't talk about hell, is non-existent in the minds of our young people. They think they go to hell, they party, they get a chance to go in and out. No, no. It was designed as a place of torment. It wasn't designed for human beings. It wasn't designed for us. It was designed for the devil and those angels that failed and rebelled against God. So the thing that was designed for them, the devil said, I'm going to bring your people with me. And there are a lot of people who are headed to hell unless we do something. Unless you do something, your children will end up there. Your loved ones will end up there. Hell is real. You might as well accept it. Well, what if it ain't? I ask you a better question. What if it is? What if you end up there? There is no exit. So I'd rather you not to chance this. I'd rather you to take God at his word. The Bible says Lazarus and the rich man, he, tell, he told a parable of him, and he said the rich man died, and the angels escorted him to heaven. The poor man, the beggar, or the, the, the beggar died, and the angels escorted him to heaven. The rich man died and went to hell. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes. It was so tough down there, he said, let Lazarus, the man who I despise the most, let him just touch his finger in some water, just dip it in some water, and come down and touch my tongue. He said, I'm being tormented in these flames. Now, you can believe what you want about hell. If you end up there, it's your own fault. Because the price has been paid by Jesus to get you out. Amen? So, with you now being a free agent to make a decision about what you want to do in life, I want to now begin to open up the spiritual realm a little bit farther to you so that you can see what's really going on, so that you can be aware of it. Remember, faith is the key that unlocks the supernatural. If you need a supernatural move of God, you use your faith to unlock it and manifest. All right? So here we go. Are you ready? Amen. All right. Uh, Ms. King, I'm going to get you to, to read for me. Uh, once we get going, there you go. All right, let's start right here. I stopped off last week with this. I'm going to pick back up with it. Miss King. All weapons in warfare, love the greatest weapon. Second Corinthians 10, 8 through 9. With all your walk in the flesh, you do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pulling down the strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. All right. Thank you, Miss King. But listen to this. The greatest weapon that we have is love. Why? Because God is love. You want to bring God in on a situation, you bring in love. You bring him in through love. I tell you, parents, you can love your kids off of cocaine. You can love them off of crack. You can love them, love them off of homosexuality. You can love them off of the streets. You can love them off. If you love, if you have that kind of love in you, the agape, unconditional love, is the most powerful force that we have available to us in this warfare. All right? Watch this. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. If you don't understand it, you are fighting in the flesh. You are fighting in the flesh. You will lose. You're trying to fight this battle in the flesh. You're trying to fight with your fists. You will lose. You will lose. Because the, once you bring it into this natural realm, your chances on winning 
will have to be determined with this. Let's say if you, uh, let me give you an example. Uh, well, I don't want to give you too much examples because some of you can't handle what goes on in here. So that, that's going to mess you up. Let me do it a better way. Um, there's no better way to do it. All right. All right. If you're fighting, uh, if you're fighting your kids, you fight them with fists, you will lose. You might be stronger than they are. You might be more powerful than they are. But you, you go, not only are you going to jail, but you're dividing the family. You might win that fight. But the aftermath may not be something that you're ready for because the devil going to use that against you. You're a grown man. You're fighting that child. You're doing this. You're doing that. So you can't really win, even if the child deserves it. What I say to you do is get ahead of the battle, use your faith, unlock the supernatural, and go on your knees. See, we'd rather fight with our fists than to fight with our knees. You don't understand the spiritual warfare. You don't understand what that child's going through. You don't know what. That child is not acting a fool because they just act a fool. There's some kind of influence that have gone on in that child's heart and mind that's causing that child to do that because you don't see the influence, you're ready to fight the child. Now listen to me good. Listen to what I'm saying. Learn from this because you will actually have some attacks because of this. Last week was a real rough week for me and my wife. We went through some things, didn't we, baby? How does victory feel? <laughs> Sweet, ain't it? It feels good, ain't it? But at one time, it didn't look like we were winning. Looked like all hell was breaking loose. It looked like, I, I, and, and, and when my wife called me, I mean, it was just crazy. It was senseless. It was stupid. All my children were under attack. I'm like, are you serious, devil? So I went into prayer, warfare, started fighting, and it got worse. Okay. And then on Valentine's Day, it got so bad, I got mad. I put my foot down, and I stood firm my foot. I said, Michael, I need you. The stuff that I've been teaching you about, the stuff I had to implement, I called on Michael. I said, Michael, I need you. I need you to fight this for me. Gabriel, I need you to come and give me a word of assurance. I called on everything, and then I turned my warfare against the devil, and I told the devil what he could not do. Because I've learned what's going on in the spirit realm. And so therefore, I call, I, when I started calling on Michael, it got so bad, I called on, I called on Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. I called on, I, I called every saint, everybody in it. I called everybody. My wife, she texted the prayer warrior. We called everybody. Everybody. This is full-blown war. All hands on deck. And we won. That thing just turned around before Valentine's Day was over with. It just turned around. Pastor, why are you telling us about this? Because I want you to know, here I am as pastor, 
and not above what goes on in your life. If I'm pastor carrying the word, come on to attack, what do you think? You think that I'm immune to this? No, we're all in this spiritual warfare. And if you fight, we could have very easily lost if we had kept it in the natural realm. But we knew better, so we took it to the spiritual realm. Why are you fighting your battle in the natural realm? Why? It's spiritual. Take it to the spirit. You got more power. You got more authority. You got more assistance. In the natural realm, people feel sorry for you. Ooh, ooh, pray for them. Amen. Glory, it's going to be okay. No, no, no. I need you to fight. Get on your knees, call out to God, dispatch these angels, come on and fight with me. See, don't miss this because some of you are fighting a battle in the natural and you cannot win it. But though we walk in this flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Watch this. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The devil was messing with our mind. He was telling us and showing us images and pictures of how bad things were. And it gets your emotion. My wife had caught, caught up one point in her, in her emotions. I'm, I'm sorry, baby. That's okay. That's okay. I felt sorry for my baby. And and, and, and people who couldn't call her was texting her. I said, stop, stop texting. Stop. You go pray. Leave us alone. And sometimes I can get mean. I don't mean to be mean. But I don't need you, I don't need you being an instrument that the devil used to short circuit or try to short circuit my faith. When I'm in warfare, I don't, I, look, you better watch how you handle me. That's a friendly fire that can go on. You might get hurt and not know it. I might string out at you because I don't know where the devil coming from. And I'm hitting everything that moves. All right? I'll take that word and I'll cut you up too, you know. Stop shocking. Get out of my house. Do this. Do that. You know. I don't know where he's at. When that sword go, boy, it's going. Like my mama used to whoop me. She didn't care where I was hitting that. She was just everything. Ankles, feet, and toes, you know. So, so I'm trying to teach you that when you go through these things, don't let your mind get so involved, but let your spirit come alive. All right? Let me keep going. There's a lot of guys get to you. To the pulling down of strongholds. They're not calling, but to pulling down strongholds. Where are the strongholds? In your mind. The devil set up things in your mind by what you see, what you say, what you hear. What you see, what you say, what you hear. I see no evil. I say no evil. I hear no evil. When you're in battle, you've got to watch it. Because the strongholds have been set up. Watch the people you hang with. Because they have a way of building these blocks in your mind, these strongholds. By what you hear, what you say, and what you see. Okay? I'll keep going. All right? All right. But once these strongholds get set up, you have to fight them. You have to break down the imagination. Imagination is not a bad thing. Imagination is a good thing. Some people use this scripture to say that you cannot imagine. Yes, you can, because once you begin to imagine something, then you can bring it into reality. If you don't see yourself succeeding, 
It's hard for you to make, bring that thing into this natural realm. You serve in both realms. You are in a natural realm, but you also, you're supernatural. You are a spirit being. So the Bible says the things that you see that are natural are temporal, but the things that are unseen are eternal. The Bible says you can call those things that be not as though they really were. So you can use your imagination. See, I've got businesses. I've got contacts. I've got things because I can imagine. I see myself doing I see myself succeeding. And then when it manifests, I'm not shocked. But now watch what he's saying. Casting down imagination. And that's a conjunction. It conjoins what he's talking about. Casting down every imagination and every high thing. So you cast down every imagination and high thing. They are connected. So not just bad imagination that he, I mean, good imagination tells you to cast down. He said those bad imaginations and those high things that exalt itself against the true knowledge of God. If you got something that you're imagining and it's, a, it's against God, if you sit up here and you imagine that woman undressed, capture that thought, cast it down. I don't think that way. All right? When we and my wife were going through this attack, I was like, uh, I was thinking that, you know, I was imagining my son trying to kill himself and stupid stuff happened. I had to grab those thoughts. Wait a minute. I was under attack. My imagination had kicked in because of what they were saying. All I needed to do to get in alignment was say, oh, my baby going to die. Boom, he'd have been dead. It's too much for you, right? You don't understand the supernatural, do you? Sometimes you become your worst enemy. When the devil is using somebody to attack you, they tell you, your baby ain't this, your baby ain't that. Yeah, my baby ain't this. You just, you just you lost. You have to counter it because that's why I say you with love. Love is the most powerful. If I love him, I'm not going to say he's dead, he's dying, they're this, they're that. Love thinks the best. All right? Are you hearing me? All right? So I don't know if you went through a warfare, if you're going through one, or you're in one right now. This word works. Amen? So what the devil's trying to show me was trying to get me in agreement with it, trying to get me feeling so bad. So sad. I thank God that we've built up so much in the word that we didn't do that. You know, my big concern was my wife. When she called me, I was like, okay, okay, all right. I'm not going to run home and have a pity power with her. No, no, no. You fight there. I'm fighting here. Okay? And the devil trying to tell me some stuff that was going on, so I go check on my daughter. She wasn't there, and I said, oh, Lord, she must be something going on here. I go check on this child, go check on this child. I said, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Stand firm. Stand still so that you can see the salvation of the Lord. I had to get myself together and stand firm and realize that God was fighting my battle. Y'all hear this? You hear it? How many of you going through a battle? How many of you winning? Don't raise your hand. The choice is yours. You can win. Let me keep going. Cast down imagination every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I took that thought, I brought it into captivity. No, I don't think like that. My children are blessed. They're the seed of the righteous, and they shall be delivered. And that's when I told my angel, go deliver them. Set them free. All right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. 
become more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. Now, what's the sum of your fear? What is the one thing that you fear the most? Being alone, dying, the devil. Did he make the list? Whatever your, your fear, did he make the list? Some of you afraid of height. He's afraid of getting on the airplane. It's on the list. God says that not only are these your sum of all your fears, but he started off by telling us you're more than conquerors. So, we are more than conquerors of the things that we fear. False evidence appearing to be real. The things that you're afraid of happening, God said, you're more than a conqueror. Why are you letting this thing pull you down? Why are you letting this happen to you? Some people have died early because they wouldn't fight. Let me keep going. I got a lot to give to you. The Bible says that I'm persuaded. Paul said I'm persuaded. Neither death are you afraid of dying. Nor life. Some of you are just afraid of living. You're afraid of success because you know success has its responsibility and you don't want to be responsible. Nor angels, those good ones and those bad ones. Nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present. There's some stuff that's going on right now that you might be afraid of that's happening in your life right now that you can't figure out. Nor things to come. It may be some things that the devil is fabricating and try to take you out. It won't. It won't do it. It won't separate you. Nor height, nor depth, if you're afraid to take a cruise ship because you're afraid of going under. That depth cannot separate you from the love of God. Nor any creature, things that may have been on this earth before we got here, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. There's nothing can stop God from loving me. Not sin, not nothing. Okay, that's, that's kind of deep. Let me keep going. All right, but you're going to have to have a conquering mindset. Miss King. The mind of a conqueror. To conquer is to compete and win over his You hear this? Don't say that you are a conqueror and you don't have an adversary and you don't fight this adversary and you don't win over this adversary. When I looked this definition up, that's where I got the definition from. It's from, uh, from I Googled it, all right? And it simply says to conquer is to compete and win over an adversary. That's to conquer, all right? Now watch this. Go ahead. To be more than a conqueror is to defeat your adversary through overwhelming victory. So God said, I don't want you to just whoop the devil. I want you to beat him. Hands down. Have anybody ever seen a, a, a game, a, a basketball game, and they, they team just got defeated? They just got whooped overwhelmingly. You know, the score is 199, and they got one. That's the type of victory God's trying to get you to understand. He wants you to do the devil so bad that he, and don't, don't look, stop being scared that you're going to hurt the devil. Okay? All right? He's, he's an eternal creature. He's going to live forever. So if you kill him, he ain't going to die. Okay? Go ahead on and punish the devil. Torment him. Oh, now I'm scared. I'm talking too much now, right? He's trying to punish you. He's trying to torment you. 
fight fire with fire. Call the fire from heaven down on them. The disciples said that they could do it. Jesus, you want us to call fire down on them? You got the power to do it. I call fire down on every devil that was messing with my children and harassing us. I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I call fire up on them in the name of Jesus. I call fire. Torment them, God. Torment every devil that's trying to come against I spoke it. I said it. I said it. Did it work? We got the victory. We got the victory. We won. Did we lose it to my children? None of them. We fought. What the devil trying to tell me is, if you shut up, I'll stop my attack. That's a lie. If I shut up, he'll take my children. Some of y'all don't like to hear this kind of stuff, but, but I got to teach it to you so that you'll know. That's why I can't be messing up. I, I, I can't be getting outside of my marriage. I can't do stupid stuff because I can't give him no place. Yeah, you might be fine. You might look good. Your teeth might be straight. Your hair long and it's glowing. And you got that air about you. I mean, you just got it all together. You can speak a little French. But you ain't worth it. To give the, <laughs> to give a devil shot at my family, at my business, at my ministry, at my life, you're not worth it. You got a lot going on, but I've got some sense. I have some fear, and I have some respect for God. The Bible says they don't give him no place. So that's why the love of Christ constrains me. I don't do what this flesh say do, and I don't put no confidence in this flesh. So if you find you got all that going on, and you call me and say you need me to come and pray, me and Miss King coming. Well, pastor, you the pastor. I'm sure you trust yourself. No, I don't. I put no confidence in the flesh. I don't know what might act up. Anyway, let me keep going. Okay. Why? Because I am planning on winning overwhelmingly. Romans 8.37. You hear that? And all these things, all those things he just mentioned, we have overwhelming victory. Even in death, overwhelming victory. All right, let's keep going. I've got to get a little deeper with you. Here we go. You, you think I think I'm the only somebody that the devil's after? You think I'm the only somebody that he's messing with my kids? You think I'm the only somebody? Come on, let me testify right now. Whose kids in here has the devil been messing with? Is there anybody other than me? Uh-huh. So why don't I expose him? Why can't I tell you what his tactics and his strategy is? 
Because if you're coming on the same battle, you might, the devil will get in your mind and say, you're the only somebody that's going through this. Nobody knows. That's a lie. The Bible says that this is going on over the whole world. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. Prowls around. Not he, that he is a lion, but he's using some of the tactics of a lion. What are the tactics of the lion? He told you, the roar. You know what? Whatever you're going through, it's not as bad as you think it is. Now, you have to accept this by faith. Whatever you're going through is not as bad as you think it is. The enemy is trying to make you think that it's just that bad. And it's not that bad. You got the victory, and the Bible said overwhelmingly, for you are more than a conqueror. Watch this. I looked this up to try to help you and show the tactics of a lion. I Googled it from answers.com. I don't know if it's a good website or not, but it was a good one to me. All right, Miss King. Mm. You hear this? You hear this? The roar produces fear, and fear makes it harder for you to escape. What the Bible is doing is showing you how the devil is acting, how he's capturing us. He makes it sound, that roar, you're going to die. This is cancer. This is this. And that roar is so loud, it makes you... <gasps> Keep going, keep going, Miss King. You play with the devil. You get on his territory. You aid him because fear is an aid to the devil. So when he roars, it's a tactic, a strategy that he used to get you to help him defeat you. Why? Because you are more than a conqueror. He has to strip you to eliminate some of this power source that you got so that he can take you out. That's why the Bible says, fear not. Be not afraid. Why? Because fear gives the devil an advantage to strip you of your faith. Keep going, Miss King. They'll pounce on their victims. You are a victim when the devil come after you. That's what he sees. He sees you as an opportunity to strip you. Why? Because you've been standing in your faith. And he realizes that if he don't stop you, you're going to stop him. That's why your attack is so bad. That's why you, 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 uh, you, you, you can't get it together. That's why you don't know your way. You don't know what to do next. Go back to Scripture. Stand on the front. The Bible says, acknowledge me in all your ways, and I will direct your path. Well, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know how to handle it. Acknowledge me, and I will direct your path. God will speak to you. He'll tell you. All right, keep going, Miss King. Why do lions roar? They roar to maintain each other, and they roar to proclaim their victory. And they do this every year when they You hear that? The devil's strategy 
is to catch you off guard and hit you with something that you're not ready for. Has the devil caught anybody off guard? You just weren't expecting that to happen. That was the rule. So what you have to do, stand your ground. Stand firm. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Before you get all excited about it and think that you're getting ready to die, get on your knees. Say, God, what are you showing me? How do I handle this? Is this time to fight? Or do I need to just keep standing my ground? Time to go to sleep. What do you want me to do? Get the direction from heaven. All right? Because the devil is trying to confuse you. How many of you all have ever been under attack from, from the enemy that you doubt what the word of God has to say? Can't get old people new technology. <laughs> God bless you, Brother Houston. All right. So how many of you all ever been under attack from the enemy to the point that you start to doubt God's word? Just a few, huh? Quit lying. All liars should have their part in the lake of fire. Yeah, both hands all go up because you know you were shaken. You were rattled because the devil was after your faith. Well, God, why do you allow it? God say, I know faith works. You don't know it. So what's the best way for me to show you how faith operates? Let me put you to the test. Now this thing comes and you freaked out. See, you, you wouldn't believe in the word like you thought you were believing in. So does that mean that the word don't work? God said, I know my word works. The scriptures are settled in heaven, and they cannot be broken. You just don't know they work. And so you will lose this battle because you don't know the scriptures work. So what happens is that you got to get out of your pity party, stop feeling sorry for yourself, and fight. Stand your ground. I'm teaching you warfare, and you, 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 I don't know if you're hearing it or not. Let's keep going. Go ahead and finish reading it. Baby, how did you feel when we demonstrated the power of God and we saw what God did? Yeah, a victor. Not a victim, but a victor. Ain't nothing like it. And that's what God wants us to experience, people. Victory. How are you going to win victory if you don't never have a battle? How are you going to be more than conquerors if you don't have nothing to conquer? So stop feeling sorry for yourself, God. Why are you this? God said, because you've got the faith. Stand up and fight. Use your faith. And know that this works. Don't go through your whole life and you don't realize that God is real and faith works. Use your faith against this thing. I know why the devil is attacking my children. I know why. Because that's one of my goals. I want to be a good man that leaves an inheritance to his children's children. 
I wasn't concerned about me. That's why he ain't trying to attack me. He he's trying to attack what I said and what I got my hope in. I want to be a good man. And all y'all know me, y'all know that's my state. I want to be a good man. And my definition is I'm able to leave an inheritance to my children's children's children. And I'm on my way there. So the devil trying to attack the thing that I'm putting my hope in. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it again before the message is over. The devil is not after my children. He's after the faith that I have in my children. I want to leave them an inheritance. So he's showing me that they ain't even worthy of it. They can't handle it. And it ain't even worth leaving it to them. It's a strategy to get me to give up. The devil told me one time, well, why don't you just put the church in your will and leave everything to your will? To do that, I cancel out my, young, my children. If I cancel out my children, I cancel out my grandchildren. Y'all, y'all see, yeah, you don't see the strategic attack, do you? You don't see the strategy, do you? My faith is in what my children are going to be able to do because I'm leaving them a head start. So what the devil is trying to do is tell me they ain't worth it. That they can't see it. They can't. Yeah, devil, I know what you're doing. You blinded their minds. Uh-oh. Holy Ghost rolls up in me and said, fight. So, Father, I cease not to give thanks to you, making mention of them in my prayers, that you... The God of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Father of all glory, will give unto them a spirit of meekness, of power, of understanding, that the eyes of their understanding be enlightened, that they may know the hope of their calling and what is the riches of the glory, of the inheritance that you have in them. You fight on your knees. Well, I just can't see this praying all the time. You will. Talking to my son about praying in the Holy Ghost more. Uh, yeah, yeah. I say, look, boy, you're riding under our faith, and right now we're doing a good job to fight for you. But the day will come when you're going to need your Holy Ghost and everything else you got in you. You're going to be crying out, hey, you're my and you ain't going to know what's going on, but the battle will be so intense that natural realms won't do it. You're going to have to step into the supernatural. Sometimes our kids don't see the battle because we're doing such a good job as parents. But that day will come when they too will cry out, fill me up, God, until I overflow. I want to run over. Miss King, 1 Corinthians. We go to the next one. Need some water. How many of you have gotten to that point in your faith that you can pour out your heart to God? See, if you hadn't got there, you will. Because there's some stuff that the devil would throw at you 
And well, God, why would you allow this? So you can stand on your faith. God said, I know what I gave you is sufficient. I know what I gave you is enough. Take this away from me. He said, no, no, no. Fight. Paul said, God, take this thing away from me. He said, no, no, no. Your faith is sufficient. Why should I take this away from you when it's the thing that I'm allowing to make you strong? You want a great battle? You get a great victory. What you're going through right now, to you, is big. So what the victory is going to be like? You want to believe that you serve this all-powerful God. What is all-powerful situation stood in front of you? So what do you do? Do you lose? Do you give up? And a lot of people do. They commit suicide. They quit. They walk out. They leave their responsibilities. They stop. But for you stand firm and believe by faith that this miraculous is going to happen, it will manifest. It will show. God is not a man that he can lie. Pour out your heart to him. Pour out your heart. And trust me, there will come a situation in your life where you will cry out to God. You might be in your own, your own bedroom, but when this battle gets so tough, baby, have, have anybody ever got to a battle where it was so tough that you just like, oh, God, you didn't care about looking ugly? God, you don't help me. Well, see, you said it. I didn't say it's not everywhere. Don't even wipe it. Leave me alone. I ain't going to be your I mean, this thing can get ugly, people. This is a real battle. This is a real fight. The devil really trying to carry you to hell. And your children, children's children. Now, if we don't do something, we're going to lose. I don't know if y'all know or not, but we got some young people in here, but most of y'all are your parents headed on to be grandparents. The grandparents that we know of, that we know of, they go. We have now have to step into their shoes and pray and be that standard. We see all hell breaking loose, all the world's going to wherever, but we got to be the, that, that elderly people, that group of people that will fall on their knees and cry out to God when things not going right. I remember the day when I, and the stuff that we did when, we was, when, I was, when I was younger, I drew my fist back at my grandmama, and my grandmama did the worst thing she could do to me, and it wasn't whoop me. I went by her room because I thought she had to go and get that little old Dutch gun that she had. I thought she was coming to get me. I went by her room, and my grandma was in that little old cedar chair. I don't know if y'all know what a cedar chair looked like. It's just, that's all right. She was in that little cedar chair on her knee with her little Bible, and she was telling God on me. I drew back in the natural, but she hit back in the spirit. She hit me so hard that I landed in ministry. You missed that one, didn't you? Some of y'all will get it tomorrow, okay? <laughs> All right, let me go. I got a few more, two more scriptures. All right, here we go now. Listen to me good. This is not to put fear into you, but to put faith and to get your faith to rise. How many of you all really know faith works? Don't just say it, but you got to know it works. And that's why temptations come. That's why trial come, because God gives you a chance to exercise your faith. All right? I know I told y'all about Rudolph. 
Good off my childhood friend. Him and Kenny and all them, they just messed me up. Messed me up real bad. But I got tired. My mama told me, you better not come back in here crying no more. You better pick up something and lay him out for dead. That's my mama. I, I, know she'd tell, I know she wasn't telling me to kill him. She just telling me to fight your battle. See, if they come to this house or you see them tomorrow, and they, they, they might whoop you, but they better have some scratches on them. They better have some, They better know that they've been in a fight. What was she doing? She was teaching me. She was instructing me. God's saying, I've given you overwhelming victory. Now go get him. Kick him out of your yard. Kick him out of your house. Get him out of your church. Cast him out. Cast him out. Have anything, y'all ever saw anybody cast anything? You just grab it and you just. He's nothing. God said, get him by the nap of his neck, grab him by his butt, and throw him out your house. All right, here we go. Miss King. Okay, here we go. God is allowing, and this is going to hurt you, okay, but it's to help you. How many of y'all are going through something? It's really, I mean, it's, it, it, you're really going through something right now. Mm-hmm. That's the shaking process. And God's allowing it. But let me ask you, how many of you have cried out to God about it? Now let me ask you another question. Why are you crying out to God? Hmm. Moses at the Red Sea. Pharaoh closing in behind. And you got the mountains on both sides. You can't go this way. You sure can't climb these mountains. And this large army is coming at you. So you're in the middle of a situation, a battle that you can't win in the natural. Moses does what we've been doing for the longest, not knowing that he was on another level. See, some of you are fighting on the same level that you've been on for years. You've still been doing the same thing you've been doing, a little proud here, a little fast there. You don't realize that you're on another level now. God ain't saying, let my people go. God is telling you what you have in your hand. You're on another level now. And you expect God to do the same thing that he's been doing for you because you prayed and your baby fever went away. You prayed and you realized that this happened, that your finance came up. God said, no, 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 not on this level, babe. It's going to require more of you. Moses got on his knees and said, God, Pharaoh is after us. The mountains on his side and the Red Sea. God said, Moses, why are you crying out to me? You're on another level now. You done brought them out of Egypt. 
through the desert. I did all these signs for you, and now you want to call out to me? Why are you crying out to me? Stretch forth the rod that you have in your hand. Command the sea, and it will open up for you. Some of y'all don't want to grow up. Toys are us kids. You don't want to grow up. You don't want to stay on the level that God has placed you on. Oh, but I want to go higher than you, God. God said, come on. But as I was, Joshua, the way I was with Moses, the same I would be with you. Moses was able to stretch forward the rod and the sea opened up. Joshua was standing up there with all the folks waiting on to open up. Uh-uh, step out in there. The Bible says that Joshua had to step out in there and with the priest. And when they got there in the middle of it, it opened up for them. See, to go higher is going to cost you more. There's a level that you're going to get to, baby, and I don't know when you get to it, but it's going to cost you everything. It's going to cost you everything. And you you better be willing to pay the price. Because if you're going to cross over, and if your enemy's going to be drowned, it's going to be because you took that step of faith. Some of y'all are at a level right now. What worked for you in the past, it won't work now. There's so much more that's required of you. And now you have to use what God gave you. That's your faith. You use your faith to keep your light bill on, and that was good. You use your faith to get your kids through kindergarten, but now they're in college. It's not just your lights, but it's their lights that need to be kept on. New level. New level. So you got to get ready for this next battle. God said in these last days, once more I shook the earth. Yet once more I shake not the earth, but also the heaven. That word is translated Christianity. So as Christians, God's going to shake us to try to find out what's in us. The only thing that cannot be shaken is faith. Faith works for everybody and for anybody. Miss King. Your faith, the faith that cannot produce, cannot be trusted. If your faith cannot produce, you can't trust it. And for what God's trying to take you and take us to, you're going to have to be able to trust in your faith. Faith is important. It is the key that unlocks the supernatural. God is, you know what? God's not after you. He's not after you to to, to destroy you. He wants to show you that this thing really works. It's the devil who's taking advantage of the situation and trying to make you think that it does not work. The devil is not even after your finances. He's after your faith in finances. He wants you to believe 
what he's telling you so that you'll stop believing in it. The devil is not after your marriage. He's after your faith in marriage. All right. If he can get you to stop believing that marriage works, then you'll give up on your marriage. The devil's not after your job. What are you going to do? Go to work for you? He's after your faith in that job. I heard they was closing down. I heard that this. Then you lose faith, and then next thing you know, he got you. The devil's not after your children. And I've, I learned this through this attack. He's not, he, he's not after my children. He's after my faith in my children. Why? Because the victory has been promised overwhelmingly. So what he wants to do is strategically come in and attack me in the era that I'm carrying the promise. The promise is supposed to manifest in my children. So therefore, he's not after my children. He's after my faith in my children. If I give up faith in my children, he already got them. See, some of you don't like to think strategic. And in this battle, in this warfare, in this spiritual realm, you have to think strategically. I know now the devil, he don't want much. He don't want Calvin, Derrick, Janae, and Jordan. He don't want them. He wants my faith in them. Because doing so, he can humiliate me. I had a child tell me, send message back to me. I sent a message to the child that I wanted to talk with. He said, he needs to talk to his own children. That was an attack from the enemy. And it hit me hard. I said, God. And then scripture came in. How, if a man can't rule his own house, how can he rule the house of God? Oh. You don't hear me, do you? I'm being real. So here I am trying to minister to your child, and the devil used your child to attack my faith. And then I'm falling backwards. I'm like, but God, where are my children? Why are they not supporting me in ministry? God, what's going on? God, why? God, I trained them up in the way it should go. God, I brought them up in ministry with me. God, they came through the youth ministry. God, I poured out to all these children. And then the devil started saying, yeah, you poured out to all them, but you weren't pouring into yours. You see how this fight is? If I wasn't able, and one thing, oh, God. When you get to the point that you don't care about self, when you die to self, you can fight. I can't stand here and... and, 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 and Y'all can't hear me. Open your spiritual ears so you can hear me. If I take what the devil is telling me, I will not be effectively able to stand before you. So I had to pull myself together and die to myself and say, God, it's no longer me. It is you that work through me. In myself, I'm a failure. In myself, I can't make this happen. 
But God, through you, all things are possible. Died in myself so I can see what God is doing. I want everyone here standing up. I want you to lift your hands up before God. I want you to surrender your life to him. And I want you to say to Seth, Seth, you must die. I crucify you today. I cut you off in the name of Jesus. I shall live. When I say me, I'm talking about my spirit man. I shall live. I shall live. I shall live. I shall live. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak to every spirit in this house to rise up, O God. If you'd like to learn more about the repairs of the breach ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.org. Want to stay connected to the church updates and news? Text ROTB to 24587. 24587. Thank you for listening and may God bless you.